It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. We're in, we're up, we're running. A Thursday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. We've got some high school football tonight. Yes, yes, we do, we do. Uh, welcome in, everybody. Nice to have you along with us uh, here. Got a, a big edition of the show today as uh, really the next couple of days we're going to dedicate and uh, concentrate on uh, kind of the local football scene and some uh, high school uh, football uh, there. Uh, coming up tonight, uh, it'll be Parrot Academy, my alma mater, uh, playing host to Harold's Christian. That's kind of a throwback uh, matchup from uh, days of yore. That'll be an 11-man game played over in Kinston. APA, of course, plays that eight-man uh, brand. And uh, Gates County plays host to Hertford County uh, tonight. We'll run down the complete uh, list of uh, games uh, for Friday night for you tomorrow coming up uh, tomorrow uh, as uh, we'll get underway. As uh, no, more, uh, no more summer workouts, no more scrimmages. It's the real deal. The high school football season getting underway tonight. Uh, coming up today right here on the uh, show in just a few minutes, I uh, had a chance to catch up uh, with uh, APA's new director of athletics. We mentioned Paired Academy. Kelly Johnson, my dad, uh, back as the uh, AD there after uh, 20 years in that uh, post. Looking forward to uh, talking to him. We'll also uh, welcome to the uh, show a couple of uh, our Pitt County high school football coaches. Uh, the former Pirate, Will Bland. Of course, you can listen to Rose and Hunt tomorrow night at 7 o'clock right here on 94.3 The Game. And Aiden Grifton's uh, head man is Todd Leip, the uh, vulner- uh, the uh, venerable uh, Todd uh, Leip uh, will be with us. He is uh, a, uh, a coaching veteran, so uh, looking forward to catching up uh, with him later on in the show. So all that is uh, happening. Let's go ahead and get a first break in, as uh, this one's going to be a good one today. Stay with us. It's the PJ Show here on the flagship of the Pirates at Eastern Carolina's Home for Sports, 94.3 The Game. Lots of high school football games getting started tonight and today and tomorrow, as uh, we told you, we're going to be previewing a lot of the uh, high schools and our pal Brian North tomorrow with a new season of uh, the Blitz. Right now, a little personal point of privilege, uh, but a relevant uh, interview from the athletic director's perspective. The coach, my dad, Kelly Johnson, another appearance on the Patrick Johnson Show, and he can hardly wait, I'm sure. I'm sure, and I'm waiting for the first check from the first show. <laughs> You know, your uh, grandson, Fitzpatrick J, was on the talk of the town, and that's the first thing he wanted to know. Did he go viral and get some some money for that? And I said, wait a minute. you got to understand radio. It's not a huge uh, payday. But I think he was looking at it more from the viral perspective. So. Well, you know, we've taught him well, and uh, <laughs> we've taught him maybe a little bit better than you not to, <laughs> not to work for nothing. Well... Yeah, I've worked for very little at times in the in the business. Not now, but at times in the business. Uh, tonight opens the uh, season for the Patriots, Parrot Academy. My, my dad, Kelly Johnson's the AD uh, of uh, Parrot Academy again. And uh, this is how many first days or first weeks of the school year? In a, I mean, what's the number now? In other words, number what for you in your career? I think it's number 36. 
Okay. But I quit counting after about 30. <laughs> um, so, uh, football on a Thursday. Uh, Parrot taking on old familiar foe, Harold's. How many how many sports now at Parrot Academy, uh, especially in the fall? In the fall, we have uh, 11 mm. right now. And uh, outside of, like, the normal things, football and soccer, are there any of these newer sports that are in the fall? Because I know they've added – is it lacrosse? Is there field hockey out there as well? No, field hockey. We don't have field hockey anymore. Yet. <laughs> um, we did have it for probably about 10, 15 years. Uh, we do have lacrosse. We have boys and girls lacrosse. That's in the spring, though. Okay. Is that a sport you see growing? Uh, it seems like it's a bigger sport outside of uh, the East, but it seems like it's picking up some. I know Rose has had a, a lacrosse team to some success. Conley has. Yeah. We played Conley. Uh, the Wilson schools have. A lot of the private schools do. Uh, to me, it seems like it's a sport that's big along the coast and big in Raleigh, and we're sort of in between, and we're it's just growing in this area, but it's growing. The thing that uh, is always interesting to me with the parrot thing is the amount of public school opponents parrot plays now that certainly wasn't the case when you started out there many years ago right that wasn't uh and then we went through a spell especially when you started soccer i won't mention any uh public school systems but there was one that would would not play so it came down from the uh main office superintendent's office of that school system not to play us anymore we played a couple of times and not to play us but i think that's all kind of changed i think with as many uh you know Adding all these sports where that everybody doesn't have at, here in Eastern North Carolina, and I think with uh, summer camps and Christmas tournaments and basketball and all kinds of different things, you do see more of the uh, private versus public. And also, you know, we've been playing uh, Beargrass Charter in football for right. the last four or five years, and so you see some of that too. We are going to talk to Sean Murphy tomorrow, uh, the coach of JP2, uh, as uh, they'll be opening up their season. Uh, coach Murphy, in that interview we did, alludes to uh, a possible move to 11-man. There's, uh, I think now, if it's not uh, formally announced, that seems to be the direction that they're possibly heading in down the road, uh, JP2 here in Greenville. What would you say, because Parrot's got their first three opponents in football uh, this year is 11-man. Um, and, and I hate this question because eight-man football, having played it, is pretty good uh, in, in a high quality of football. But, you know, there's always that question that other people in my colleagues in the media like to ask about, is this a, a dress for rehearsal for that inevitably happening? But the eight-man situation has gotten a little more – in other words, the playoffs have grown this season, so it's a little broader and, and that sort of thing. And, and there seems to be more of a willingness – for some of the uh, smaller eight-man programs to play JP2 and APA, for example. Yes. Uh, as far as 11-man, we've got 20 uh, sophomores, uh, fresh, I mean, sophomores, juniors, and seniors on our team. Uh, you know, we're playing these 11-mans, but 11-man games. But, uh, you know, we'll dress out some freshmen for, the, for those games. It, you know, it's just – and anybody that – has coached or really followed football realizes that you hate to say it, but you know, you got to have numbers in football. Yeah. And, and I think part of the reason parrot has 
stuck with the uh, 11 man. I know, I mean, the eight man. And I know this is the reason we went to it because I was here uh, when it happened was that uh, we just didn't have the numbers. And uh, I think the last year, Coach Bill Rowe, I was his assistant. Uh, we we played 11-man football. I think we started the season with about 18 guys. And, you know, I think that last game we might have had 14 healthy bodies. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, and I think eight-man has saved football in the private schools, especially in eastern North Carolina. And, you know, there's been some talk that other school, you know, uh, some public schools in the East might go to it because, the, you know, they don't have the numbers. But when people want to, you know, compare eight-man to 11-man, I always come up with one stat, and it's, it, you know, it's a stat that's true. And this was in the 90s, and I can't tell you exactly what year, but the year that Nebraska won the national championship of all the uh, Nebraskans on their roster – 50% of them came from eight-man football. Yeah. I mean, certain well, parts of the country, eight-man football is big. And uh, and it, you know, it, Sports Illustrated did an article one time about eight-man football out in Nebraska, Kansas, places like that. They had 30, 35, 40 kids on the roster, but it was such a tradition. Everybody played it. And, uh, and it's been good for Parrot Academy, and I don't, I don't see us going away from it. Uh, I think we're playing these games – to kind of help fill our schedule, you know, it's getting, you know, a lot of, there are some schools like Harold's who's been back and forth between eight man. Wake Christian comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was eight man for a while. Now they've gone to 11 man. And, and in, in our own conference, uh, Grace Christian up in Raleigh, this year is going up to 11 man. You're talking about John Paul's going up. So there's not as many people to play. And we feel like, you know, we feel like we can play some of those schools, uh, an 11-man, and then still keep our uh, eight-man conference schedule. Parrot Academy uh, Athletic Director and Girls Basketball Coach Kelly Johnson's with us here. I don't want to spend all this time talking about uh, eight-man football, but uh, it is football season because I had a couple other things I wanted to ask you about. But um, it, this this is interesting because, and this is not you saying this, I, I, I've said this, and, and you'll hear it tomorrow with, uh, Coach Murphy, we talked a little bit about it. I don't know if that was on air or off air, but, you know, I always thought somewhere like Jones Sr., which has had, I mean, very well-documented struggles with numbers, would have benefited by playing eight-man football. There are other public schools. Do you kind of foresee a, a day where maybe some of these public schools make that decision to do that? Some have, I guess, already, and, and then maybe they're playing – Maybe not conference. Maybe they have their own conference, or, or maybe there's some kind of uh, agreement among the uh, independent schools and, and the public high schools. Right. I mean, possibly. Uh, you know, like I said, there's been talk of, especially in the, the eastern part of the state and even in the western part of the state, of, of teams, uh, you know, having eight-man football and, and we're in the public like schools. Small 1A small, schools. Yeah, small 1A schools that are having, you know, number – number of problems uh, uh, at, at the time. And, uh, you know, uh, South Carolina does it, has a unique, unique way they handle, do you play eight-man, do you play 11-man in their private schools? Mm-hmm. They go by uh, a roster size. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and at one time, I think they even went by a, a size of your school. Yeah. So, uh, but you got to look at it too is, uh, you know, back when Parrot was playing in the 70s, 
in the early 80s, there was no soccer at Perry. Right. So, uh, you know, that makes a big difference, too. And in a lot of years where Parrot was playing eight-man in one of the bigger schools, we were the only school, though, that had soccer. Mm-hmm. At a, you know, back in the day when we were playing with, with when Harold's, Harold's didn't even have soccer when they were playing eight-man. And, uh, and you know, some of the schools in the northeastern part of the state, like Hobgood and Northeast and Lawrence Academy, uh, people like the Pungo Christian, don't want to forget the alma mater of your uh, better half. Um, on my anniversary On today. your anniversary today. I mean, that was a big day for me. I mean, you were finally off the payroll. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, I, I think that that's got a lot to do with it. it the, you know, it's it's good. It, you know, it's still football. That's the other thing. It's still blocking and tackling, yeah. you know. And, and, and the other thing, the other part of it, too, is, you know, a lot of criticism we heard at the beginning when we started playing it. Oh, it's like arena football. Oh, it's wide open. Yeah, it's a lot more wide open, but what is Levin Man now? Well, yeah, you know, everybody's running the play, spread. Nobody, nobody plays, plays defense. Yeah. yeah, nobody plays smash mouth football yeah. anymore. It's not power football. The other thing I'll tell you about us playing uh, 11 man, what I remember too when I was hoping, uh, help uh, assistant to Bill Rowe, was we played Heralds one year. Mm-hmm. And they made it to the to the state championship game that year when, when in the private schools there was just one state champion. Mm-hmm. We had, they had to win the East and beat Ravenscroft. Mm-hmm. And then they went and played a Charlotte school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but anyway, um, their offensive line, and this was when Kinston High was a 3A or a 4A. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line that year was bigger than Kinston High's offensive line. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, so it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a good game. You walk up, you watch it. I think most people you enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, they enjoy it. And, and, and you played it, and I've coached both of them. And coaching part of it's, you know, Offensively, it's not that much different, in my opinion. Yeah. Defense is where it's the biggest, as a coach, the biggest difference. Parrot Academy Athletic Director Kelly Johnson, uh, you've got uh, the basketball season coming up. You've had a, a group together for a while. Uh, and uh, are you excited about that, uh, the basketball? I mean, I know we're, we're just getting underway with fall sports, but, I mean, is basketball something that you're looking forward yeah, to? Yeah, I look forward to it. You know, we start um, – I think it's October 31st this year. To, uh, it's November 1st, I think, is a Tuesday. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I've got uh, two – I've got four seniors. Two of them have been with me since the eighth grade, and the other two, I think, since the ninth grade. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's a good nucleus of girls. And, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and the just like the boys, the, the girls' basketball, the uh, – private school level has gotten a lot better mm-hmm. and and the girls is getting better every year you know just like the boys they're just a little maybe 10 years behind what the boys have been doing so uh, but I've enjoyed it and it's a good group and they've worked hard and we you know we haven't gone to camps the last couple of years because of COVID thing but you know they went through camps I know we went we went to NC State camp one year when this group was probably Going into eighth grade, and we didn't win a game, and 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 uh, and then you know we went to camps for three like three or four years. I can't remember. I think it was three years in a row. And the, by the third camp, we were really competing and doing better. Right. And uh, so, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Got a good group of young ladies, and 
they're competitors and they've really worked at it and quite frankly they're very talented so you know that makes a difference too but then uh i think we're at the point now as i said these girls played when they were in the seventh eighth grade uh, on the team in ninth grade they played a lot of minutes you know now it's gotten to the point where you know the underclassmen maybe as talented but it's harder for them to get playing time which which yeah. is good because it means you've got a uh a older team and a usually a senior dominated team and that's that's pretty good all right uh you've got parents got a new conference outside of football too real quick right yeah we're back to the coastal plains independent conference cpic and and we'll be in there with wayne christian wayne country day epiphany out of newburn uh greenfield over in wilson and uh, John Paul's in it with us. Our travel's going to be a lot better in all those sports. You know, it's a combo two two A three A league, but it's in basketball wise, it's a very, very one. Yeah, it's a very good league, and we're going to have to uh, step it up in boys basketball and girls basketball. And uh, but I think it's you know it was our choice was to do that, or the Raleigh league expanded because Wake Christian. Uh, dropped down a uh, yeah. classification and somebody else, Trinity, moved up and, you know, go to Raleigh five or six times a year or do this. And and we're going to uh, we're gonna uh, d- try this league. I think it's going to be good for us. I think everybody's going to like the shorter travel and it, it'll be competitive. So we're, we're looking forward to it. And the other deciding factor is now, and we've done this for the last three years, I believe, uh, we are the state tournaments in the private schools now is everybody's in right it's a, so, yeah. yeah yeah so it's an open tournament open so, tournament yeah. so thunders that i coached who played with brooke for t- two years and i coached her two years on my first two teams there that was inducted and there were two softball players during that were played there during the time i was the athletic director that were very good softball players and and very good young ladies and uh and then uh there were some other people that i had ties with there that Warren Duck. So it was a great time. It really was. Yeah, it was a real nice evening and congratulations on Thank that. You. That was uh, really great for you. And uh, we appreciate you taking a few minutes with us here. I know it's a busy time and uh, looking forward to a, to another sports season. And uh, we'll talk to you at some point, I'm sure, down the road. All right. Thank you, Patrick. Really great to talk to uh, my dad there, AD at APA Kelly Johnson, one of the uh, class acts. And I'm just not saying that because uh, of our relationship, uh, but uh, just one of the uh, real great gentlemen in uh, athletics in Eastern North Carolina and really beyond. Okay, let us uh, get ready to grab a break. Uh, in fact, we'll check a 94-3 The Game Sports update for you. Still to come, we got uh, Todd Leip from Aiden Grifton and also Will Bland from J.H. Rose on the PJ Show. Thank you, Patrick. Coverage of ECU Media Day set for Saturday beginning at 1 o'clock on 94.3 The Game. And for those outside the Greenville market, 94.3thegame.com. High school football kicks off tonight. Parrot Academy takes on Harrells in Kinston. Washington visits Pamlico County. NFL sources say the Panthers are expected to name Baker Mayfield the starting quarterback. The Athletics' Jeff Howe reports that the team will name Mayfield the starter for Week 1 against the Browns. Coach Matt Rule said both Mayfield and Sam Darnold would continue to share snaps with the first-team offense evenly until a decision was made. Keeping it in the NFL, Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson has officially been suspended for 11 games and fined a total of $5 million in settlement with the NFL. 
The second round of the FedEx Cup playoffs are underway from Wilmington Country Club. Future Pirate Hall of Famer Harold Varner III shot a 5-under 66 today. The current leader is Keegan Bradley, who shot 7-under. In some NHL news, the Calgary Flames have signed Nazim Kadri on a seven-year, $7 million deal. And finally, in some very tragic news, FIU linebacker Luke Knox has passed away today at the age of 22. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on the other side of this quick timeout right here on 94.3 The Game. The Ingrifton Chargers firing things up with James Keenan tomorrow night. Todd Light joining us uh, a little earlier. He, of course, is the uh, head coach for the Chargers in his second campaign as the head man there. Previously, it's spent time uh, at Rose and a good number of years as the defensive coordinator and a really darn good one uh, at AG. Also was the uh, D.C. for uh, those championship teams at Rose and then the head coach there. Uh, but Coach Light back on the sidelines as the head man for a, uh, a second campaign, this time in Littlefield. And uh, we talked to him about uh, some of the uh, unique challenges going on in the uh, early part of the season for Coach uh, Leip and how they mirror in a lot of ways what happened to the Chargers in 2021. And from that standpoint, we're talking about COVID-19, something that Coach Leip was dealing with himself last week yet again and something that uh, really marred and caused for a very uneven season with the protocols that were in place last season for AG. Well, early in the season, we got uh, our schedule got reshuffled. I think out of the first four games, we might have played two people that were on our schedule originally. Uh, and, and, and then later on, uh, we got it. And back then, if anybody got it, then they shut the whole thing down Wow! for the whole team. Yeah. And, and they did that twice. And then you, so that's a two week deal. And then, uh, you're coming back, uh, really not practicing. And, uh, you know, that, that kind of hurt us, but, um, probably overall what, what's, what's been really probably been, been taking the toll on our program is, is, you know, just our, our lack of depth, our numbers, uh, and, and, it's hard to get people to want to play a tough sport like football. And we, we have high expectations. We want to, you know, we want those guys to come in and, and work out uh, in the spring and in the summer and participate in spring football. We, we, we expect them to play other sports. And it's just, uh, it's just kind of tough uh, to do all that these days for, this, for some of them. Todd Leip is uh, the coach of the Aiden Grifted Chargers. Go back and look at all those challenges, though. Really going into the last, I know, two weeks, maybe even the last week. I mean, you're still in in, a, in kind of a situation to play in the playoff. Yeah, well, we, we were close, uh, even though we didn't have a winning record. But, uh, that you know, they reshuffled how they do the playoffs. It was kind of weird, you know. Um, a lot of the coaches had stopped playing that endowment game because uh, they were taking all the money and, you know, they wouldn't, they, you know, they, they were keeping all the money. So we all just said, Hey, we're not, we're not doing it now. They've rearranged it. So ah. they're going to get their money now. Right. They added a week of playoffs and say, Hey, congratulations. Everybody gets in the playoffs. So even though we were kind of, we were two and five, we were right there on the edge of getting right. in it. But, Point you is know, you had a chance. Yeah. Again, you know, we're very thin. 
on a lot of our positions. So uh, if if something happens, somebody goes down, we, we're we're going to have, and we're not the only team that has guys that go both ways. You know? Yeah, we'll probably have four or five go both ways, mm-hmm. and and have to have some backups in there, and and hope that you know everybody stays healthy, and that's going to be kind of tough to do. But that's what that's what. We have. I mean, that's what we got to do. Coach Todd Leip with us uh, here. The Chargers will be opening uh, their season uh, coming up on uh, Friday as they take on uh, James Keenan, who had a winning record last year and traditionally is very good. So you you got a pretty good uh, opponent right off the jump there. And then three of your first four are at home. An opportunity for you to, to maybe build a little continuity. we got a really nice field, and um, we, we want to be able to get our – fans and parents and everybody there and three of the four of our opponents are probably going to be you know real contest uh i mean really they're they're very talented and uh uh what we do have is a returning quarterback and um uh, he's a he's a junior this year and he, he's shown uh, a real progression now he's a very good baseball player and and we don't have them all the time throughout the spring and throughout the summer and things like that. But um, that 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 is an important spot, and and we've got that coming back. We've got a, a little stable of running backs we like. Um, just that you know we're just kind of thin on the offensive line. Well, I think we have uh, ten offensive linemen in the whole program. Oh wow! And uh, that's about half of what you need. Mm-hmm. With a, mm-hmm. to have a varsity and JV, and that's one of the things that kind of holds us back with a JV when you only have four JV offensive linemen, right. and then that gives you no backups whatsoever. So um, right now we don't have a, a JV program uh, or schedule because we don't have enough. We might be able to pull some when school gets started, but right. uh, yeah. we'll see what, what we can do. It It's a blessing and a curse. It's not necessarily great for the long haul. Uh, but for the short term, it could give you some backups, and 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 you you have your hands on all those kids. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it, it, it it's, there's some pros and negatives to to some of that. The coaches meeting this week and the Pitt County teams were were kind of in the bottom part of that uh, preseason voting in the coaching. Uh, how do you, you know s- I wasn't able to go to that? Right. So your vote would have counted too. I had us kind of in the middle of the pack, maybe. You know, I didn't <laughs> think we were going to win it, but I didn't have us last. I, I hadn't told the kids that. I hadn't seen them yet. Right, but, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll use some of that to try to light a fire a little bit. How do you see the league? I kind of have a little bit a different perspective. I, I, I kind of know, you know, like Washington. Washington had, and, and I'm not saying we're better than Washington by any means, but they had uh, the best running back. They had a really good quarterback, and they're both gone. So it's going to be tough for them to be top of the league, in my view. Now, would that make them second? I don't I mean, very, very easily they could probably get second. So I kind of look to them maybe to take, you know, a small step back, you know, when, when you lose that type of talent. And that, that quarterback they had was very talented. Uh, matter of fact, I played with his father, Ray Pippen. But okay. uh, that's, that's a really good athlete, smart, you know, football-wise. Um and then Wes Craven, um, you know, I, I, always going to have athletes. Um, may may not quite be as big as they've been in the past. You know, they're losing Mims. So I'm thinking, you know, they're probably not going to be quite as dominant 
you know. Um, and then um, Southwest Edgecombe, where we, we did not get to play last year. Right. Uh, I think they may be one of the sleepers. I think they may have a chance. Uh, you know, I keep up with Farmville and North Pitt a little bit. We're very similar in our numbers and stuff. Um, so it's going to be kind of a fight there. Uh, Green Central, I thought, you know, that was one of the games that, you know, we lost, but it was coming right off the COVID. So we played our worst game of the year. Yeah. We, we had like five turnovers. Uh, we were doing some really bad things in that, and it was a, a tough contest right there. So um, I don't know. I, I I don't see ourselves as the bottom necessarily, but, um, um, you know, that's why everybody votes. So I kind of put us in the middle-ish okay. a little bit, but yeah, uh, we, we ended up on the bottom, which, <laughs> I, you know, they won't see us coming. So, there you go. There, there's little, uh, that's the way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. A little, little paper yeah. uh, trail right there so we can, you know, tell the kids about. Let me ask you this uh, as we go into, you know, the first game and then just the season and, again, some rockiness with you not really having that one-on-one contact you like to have with your guys uh, the week leading into game week. Uh, so I know you got assistants that are, are working it for you, but but still it's that personal touch. Um but, but what would be, you know, the things you all need to do to be successful in game one, but also, you know, just be successful throughout this season? Um, stay healthy. Um, you know, one of the things that, you know, I, I didn't get to go to the scrimmage, but I talked to them and one of the first thing I asked them, I said, uh, how many turnovers do we have? You know, I, I coach both uh, the defensive backs and the uh, the running backs. So I'm the only guy that's, two-way guy and and when I was not there it you know yeah uh it, it was probably a little bit tougher than if somebody else wasn't there because that's two spots but um you know that that was one of my 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 focuses uh but you know we just got to keep getting better and uh defensive back wise I think you know I've really concentrated on their feet uh, their breaks and, and, and their ball skills. Uh, that was that was one thing I was focused on after watching the film. I got it. Now we've we kind of refocused on uh, getting off blocks, uh, understanding our lanes. Uh, I, Eaton Holmes had a quarterback. I mean, he is talented uh, just by watching him on the film. Um, but they got outside on us to the sideline probably three times, and it was just calls. Uh, our guys aren't playing with their hands and they don't understand what lanes they're supposed to be in and how they're supposed to fill those lanes. So uh, you're, every time you do something like that, you get exposed. And then what you got to do is you got to go in. So this, this, since the, uh, the scrimmage, we've tried to correct. Uh, now some of that stuff probably would have been a lot easier me being present, but at the same time, um, I'm not going to be there forever. So these guys are going to have to start doing some stuff on their own too. And and uh, from all reports that we had a really good uh, practice yesterday, they they met with them, they they showed them the mistakes on film. And coaching's not all not criticism. A lot of kids take it as criticism, but it's it's coaching. You know, you got to fix things. You got to be adult enough and accountable enough to to understand when we're trying to fix things. And it's not a personal attack. But we did see some good things. Um, we had, uh, so right now we're, we're two offensive linemen down from our starters. Uh, our number one running back, uh, 
will not be scrimmaging tonight. Uh, so those are all kind of concerns, but uh, hopefully, you know, the idea of getting back, uh, you know, and, and my situation could happen at a worse time, I guess. It could happen week one. Right. Or, you know, it could happen in school. Yeah. Where I have to miss work. Yeah. And, you know, so, uh, you know, you can't control it, but um, we're, we're, we're looking forward to the season and we're just, you know, it's, it's a struggle. It's always been a struggle. Everybody's struggling. Uh, you never knew what what uh, pains everybody else are going through. So um, I'm, we're looking forward to it. If we get to scrimmage night, great. Uh, if not, we get focused on James Keenan. Uh, they're a very uh, talented team, um, and uh, you know they're going to they're going to challenge us, stop the run. So that's that's important to us. Coach, great to talk to you. Thanks a lot. We'll catch up with you during the season. Todd Life there, great coaches over the years at Aiden Grifton. Bob Murphy, of course, the great legend. You got Paul Jones, who was there as an assistant, the great Kinston High basketball coach. He and Bob Murphy were running it for a number of years there. Johnny Davis, my guy, Chris Ross. Of course, Paul Cornwell. BT Chapel, one of the first coaches I was dealing with uh, at Aiden Grifton. And now uh, Todd Leip, we appreciate him being with us. Coach Leip there, the former uh, Rose coach, the current Rose coach, Will Bland as we wrap up the PJ Show after this. Online or on the go. Love it. Log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com. To listen to our... There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. Jerry Rose Rampage returned to 94.3 The Game for another season. We'll have Rose for you tomorrow night as uh, JHR takes on Hunt in Wilson. And Croft Massey will be on the call of that one. 7 o'clock uh, will be the kick. Uh, airtime about 6.50. Uh, we'll have some programming between tomorrow's PJ show and the uh, game for you, kind of previewing the high school football uh, season and uh, previewing perhaps our uh, ECU media day. Uh, in uh, show for you, which is going to be uh, at 1 o'clock coming up. So uh, lots of excitement with football getting underway in earnest uh, this week. All right, had the chance to talk to Rose Coach Will Bland following their team's uh, appearance last year in the 3A state title game. And Will sounded like he was in a wind tunnel or maybe in a submarine. I'm not sure. So forgive some of the quality of the audio of this. We've worked through it. And it's uh, it, but what we could do here. But we wanted to get... Uh, Coach Bland on the PJ show here on this Thursday. Coach, how are you? Glad that football season is back, and now we get to um, lace them up and get out there and try to uh, hopefully get to that state championship and get one back in Greenville. Replacing Michael Allen, and you had some other really good seniors. You just got to be able to um, find somebody that can suit the needs of the team. And I think we have with a couple of running backs. We picked up one from um, JP2, who's um, – Justin Diggs, who's a dynamic running back, he got a lot of – so uh, that's a big plus for us. Um, um, Denari McConnell uh, is going to be uh, one of our future back. Um, you know, he, he hurt the leg, uh, missed all last season, but um, he's been out there practicing and doing a good job for us. And then Jameer Roach, you might see him on the offensive side a little bit to help us out um, by running back. We're lucky enough to have Will Bland uh, joining us uh, here talking about the Rose football season. You got a quarterback uh, back, though, and that's a big uh, asset for anybody. When you bring a quarterback back that's got 
some game experience and some big game experience. Oh, of course. And uh, I think he's a top 3A quarterback coming back from last season, threw for close to 3,300 yards. Um, he's just been more confident um, knowing how to read his offense. has been the offense for the last two years. Um, a very special play, very dynamic play. He's not going to kill you running the ball, but he will kill you with throwing that ball. And he's one of the best ones in the state. Coach, you've also got a new offensive play caller. A lot of people didn't know that I call offense for a long, long time before anything. So um, we're gonna, um, I'm gonna help call it. I got um, Zach Souther gonna help it on my end over here. So, but uh, uh, again, I've been doing it for a while. Know how to call plays, and I'm just ready um, to get started and rolling again. You've done that before, and I know you're just excited. I mean, with the type of productivity that this offense has shown uh, since you've been the head coach. I know you're excited to, to put your own wrinkles into that. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. You know, um, you, when you get somebody like Caleb, Caleb in here and, and you get him to run his office or you can learn from him because he's been doing it so, such a high level, that's just a blessing in the sky. So I was able to learn from him and then implement the offense that we used to run under Wateki, which was a real good offense offense. So I'm going to be a little different out there. It's going to be a little bit more wrinkles um, for me especially. So um, I just hope everybody enjoyed the show. Coach, uh, defensively, uh, you've got a great coordinator there, but uh, defensively, how the ramp is stacking up this season? Um, very good. You know, we got some kids that we had that sat out last year due to some transfer issues that are played mainly defense. So our defense actually reloaded. Uh, we found another middle linebacker, Henry Water, who played a lot last year for us. Um, so he's going to man the middle. A lot. And then we got a transfer from Kansas that's going to help us out also. And on the back end, you got Roach, who um, he's been starting there for the last couple of years. So he's back as a junior, just Sean Waller, and then Keyshawn Wilson with in a hold of the back end. You know, we hear a lot about numbers, and that was one of the big charges when you got the job was to, uh, you know, obviously grow the, the numbers, which uh, was something that uh, Rose football had the benefit of for, you know, uh, decades, uh, you know, lots of participation. What are the numbers like uh, for the program as a whole going into the fall? Well, we right now, currently we have about a, 108, and I just got 10 new helmets, so we probably fit 10 more. <laughs> but, um, right now, you know, there's a shortage on helmets for high school right now due to that factory burned down for right now. So and, um, just to have close to 100 kids is a blessing. Um, you know, sometimes it's a curse, too, also, because you got to try to make everybody happy. But, um, you know, we keep most of them guys on JV, and then there's a select few that play varsity. I normally keep around 45 to 50 of them guys on varsity. I understand, yeah. Uh, the great Will Bland is uh, with us here. Rose Rampant Football firing up the season opener against Hunt. Uh, what You know, Hunt's uh, shown some improvement in the last few years. What kind of team do you have in the opener that you're going to be facing? Um, we're going to have a very um, – they're not going to be the hunt they had last year. They lost 23 seniors from oh, that wow. group. So they, they're probably in the rebuilding stage. I know our guys are excited because they felt like they went there and didn't play to, up to their standard. Um, you know, they got ranked real high in that game and they came out that that night actually and uh, went out there and laid a goose egg against a very good team that eventually um, made to a third round of playoffs. So I think our guys are very excited, very um, – um, ready. Um, they, are, they call this a revenge tour because they want to go back and beat the teams that beat them and, they have, and they continue to win in ways that uh, we have done since the last two years. On week two, you're going to have a heck of a matchup traveling to uh, Cleveland and you talk about reloading. Uh, obviously, they lost a great running back also. Uh, they graduated some great players as well. But the Rams and the Rampants, uh, the standard is reload. 
And uh, Cleveland certainly, by all accounts, has done that. That ought to be a heck of a matchup. It's going to be a good test for your group second week on the road. It sure is because, uh, you know, their JV team played our JV team last year, year and beat them 50 to nothing. Uh, so, you know, we have some, a lot of them guys up with us on varsity now. And, you know, uh, our guys are um, accustomed to winning. Their guys are accustomed to winning. So I think it's going to be a great ball game. Um, it'll be very exciting. It should be a big gate for them because, you know, we are the Eastern Region champion coming in. So um, I think I'm, um, we're ready for it. I think kids are ready for it. And we're just um, going to take one game at a time that you hunt first and then get, re- get ready for them after that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, let me ask you a little bit about last season as far as the turning point because it was a little bit of a rocky start. I know we've talked about it, uh, you know, last season on the air with you but uh as far as the turning point what do you think it was for this group a year ago uh the turning point probably was the i would i would say the jack smith first game played against jacksonville uh you know we had just came off of beating southwest onslow i win our first game then beating south central but being able to go play on the few team who just beat knocked off newburn the week before and being able to fight it out and slug it out against a great team that that they was and come out victorious was a big plus to show our kids that hey, not only we can play but we can compete against this any team in this um, conference which is a great conference. So um, they gave me more confidence and we were able to take that momentum and roll through the rest of the, um, the season. You know we had a hiccup against Newburn, but um, after that um, we was um, lights out all business the rest of the way. Hey, my last thing for you here uh, will be the conference and a lot was made uh, recently about that with the predictions. Newburn's very good. I don't think there's any denying that. Havelock obviously is very good and they've got your old assistant and teammate Coach King back in the fold there calling plays. Uh, But, you know, Rampants are third. Jacksonville, who you played in the regional final, fourth. Conley, fifth. No disrespect to South Central, no disrespect to Northside. But I think you could take those five teams and as we get into the conference, I mean, Coach, you know this, any given Friday night, we shouldn't be surprised by the results in this league, but certainly when those five teams are, are playing one another. Right, because again, like we was all three. Matter of fact, we won three when we start the conference, and we was able to um, win our side in the three portion and then come in second behind Newburn. Uh, it's just, it's there. Every team that you got is very good. I mean, any given night, they can beat you. Um, they can game plan. You you really have to go in and play your game. You got to make sure the kids are motivated. You got to make sure the kids are focused because in this conference right here, um, if you can get through it on scape, on injured, then you likely will have a deep run in the playoff. Coach, just last thing for you here in about a minute. Uh, I would think the keys to your season opener are also probably the keys to the season, but, but what are the key points that Rose needs to really concentrate on with the matchup against Hunt, but also uh, just throughout the season to be successful. Well, for, for offense, we got to play fast. We got to play fast, and we want to play within our system. Um, we want to use our pass game and our quarterback, who's very good to open up the run game. Um, I think we got some really good running backs, so if we can get that pass game going with our great receivers we got out there. Then we'll be pretty good. And our defense, we want to play, make it, make sure everything's simple. Play fast. We want to put pressure on the quarterback because this is high school. This ain't college. This ain't NFL. No, no guys make all the money. But if, you, if we bring six guys to five, the quarterback can feel a little pressure and we want to make sure we hit them. And then the back end, I think the back end has improved so we can get some turnovers, make some big plays on the defense aspect. And I think we'll have a pretty good season. And then uh, hopefully we'll be right back where we um, ended last year, but with a different note. You know we'll talk to you during the season. Thanks for the time. 
Uh, no problem. Thanks. All right, Patrick. Love you, buddy. I love you too, Coach Bland. Absolutely. Uh, Rose football tomorrow night on 94.3, the game. And you can hear it right here. That game, the opener, and all the games on your home for Rose Rampant football with Croft Massey and company, 94.3, the game. Another exciting edition of the PJ Show in the books. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to have Brian North with us. Uh, they have a edition of the Blitz tonight on Channel 12 because they've got, and we've got so many games across the East opening uh, uh, on this uh, Thursday. So a special uh, kind of look into the uh, season and some highlights tonight. Brian North, News Channel 12. The Blitz, a new season uh, officially tomorrow night. So we'll talk to Brian tomorrow on the PJ Show. Plus, JP2 trying to make some uh, inroads and get a state title under their belt as uh, they are nearing the 11-man uh, side of things. Uh, we talked to Coach Sean Murphy last week. The announcement has since been made that JP2 is going 11-man next year, but a, a season competing at 8-man, and we'll talk to uh, Coach Murphy from John Paul II Catholic coming up tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show. A real uh, treat to talk to my dad today, Kelly Johnson. Thanks to him for being with us. Also, big thanks to Coach Bland for taking a few minutes with us and also uh, Todd Light from Aiden Grifton. We'll uh, join you tomorrow, 5 o'clock, for the Patrick Johnson Show. And don't forget our ECU preseason media day coverage, 1 o'clock, right here on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Terrence Copper and myself and our entire crew on Saturday. Thanks for tuning in. Big thanks to uh, Philip the Rep Pilkington and Chris Cook as well. We'll catch you tomorrow, 5 o'clock on the PJ Show.